what is going on family members welcome back welcome 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 there's another edition of the football and show podcast i hope that everybody had a great christmas a great hanukkah kwanzaa whatever you celebrate i hope it was everything you could ask for i hope everybody got to spend good time with family if you're away from family i know a lot of people in the military were we're all away from our families almost every every holidays i hope you're able to spend it with some good friends Hope you got everything you wanted for whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope everybody had a great New Year's, a safe New Year's, more importantly. And 2020, I feel that 2020 is about to be big. If 2019 was great for you, 2020 is going to be even bigger. And if 2019 wasn't the comeback season that you thought it was going to be, I'm, I'm speaking it into existence right now. 2020 is about to be that year. I promise. But you know who did not have a great New Year's? A lot of people on the Redskins coaching staff. So much news coming out of D.C. There's as, as a lot of news around the entire NFL as far as coaching goes. Uh, but I'm going to focus on, on the Redskins today because, like I said, a lot of news. Everybody already knew Jake Gruden got fired after week five, after starting the season 0-5. Bill Callahan took over. Bill Callahan is not returning, unfortunately. I was really hoping we'd keep him on as an O-line coach and maybe uh, an assistant, um, assistant head coach again. Um, but it's been reported he's out the door. We just hired Ron Rivera, official today. I think it was either early today or late last night. Ron Rivera is officially the head coach of the Washington Redskins. He's already hired Jack Del Rio, the former head coach of the Jaguars and the Raiders when they went 12-4 and with David Carr before he broke his leg, which I think had Carr not broken his leg, I think he was the MVP that season. It brings him on as defensive coordinator. From the reports I'm reading, Kevin O'Connell, our, our young, bright offensive coordinator, he is there to stay. Um, I guess him and Ron Rivera have, have, have talked, and Ron Rivera likes what he sees in the kid, likes what he's hearing from him. And, and the last four or five games with Dwayne Haskins both improved a lot. Uh, you look at Dwayne Haskins' numbers in the la- later part of the season versus you know, those first few games he played. He, he improved a lot. His, his completion percentage was better. His yards was better. He brought his INTs down. His touchdown passes was up. So all, all in all, the last four or five games, they played well together. You know, we, we rallied off a, a couple wins, one against the Carolina Panthers when Rivera was still the head coach. But possibly the biggest news coming out of Black Monday around the Redskins organization was the firing of Bruce Allen, the former team president. Now that's big because Dan Snyder, he loved him some Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen has been with the team for about 10 years, give or take, Um, and it has not been great. We've had two winning seasons since Bruce Allen has taken over as as team president of football operations. There there was speculation over the weekend that he would be either reassigned or go to focus on the the new stadium that Dan Snyder is trying to get built. Um, But it's official. He has been fired altogether. He is no longer with the team. And that's surprising because up until now, Dan Snyder has kept Bruce Allen around through thick and thin. Any power struggle that has gone on between Bruce Allen and somebody else, Dan Snyder has always taken Bruce Allen's side. If you go back to my other, one of my other episodes, I did a whole episode on, on the dysfunction of the Redskins. And, and one of the biggest problems, if not the biggest problem, has always been Bruce Allen's relationship with Dan Snyder. The fact that Dan Snyder refuses to get rid of Bruce Allen in any capacity. Back when we had Scott McClellan, 
as our general manager, he did great. He brought in uh, Brandon Scherf, drafted him. When there were some other good defensive players, he, he saw the bigger picture. And when it was showing that he could possibly be a solid GM for the team, Bruce Allen felt that threat. And they devised a plan, brought in his alcohol, his prior alcoholism uh, to basically just drag him through the mud and got him fired. So that way Bruce Allen could keep whatever power he had. Because since Bruce Allen got the job with the team in 2010, and remember he was brought in to basically work with Mike Shanahan, who was tired around this around the same time, to work with him to get the team right. And at the time it was seen as... As a great hire, as a smart move by Dan Snyder, because Dan Snyder's biggest problem that he's had up until this point, and he's he has been a fan first and not an owner or even a businessman, which I think he's taking steps towards that direction on being more of a businessman when it comes to owning the Redskins. But Bruce Allen's record since being with the team in 2010, 62-95 in one tie. That one tie being against the Bengals in London. On a missed field goal. Two playoff appearances. One in 2012. We went 10-6. and six. That was RG3's rookie season. Started 3-6. and six, Rallied off 7 straight. And in 2015 when the NFC East was mediocre. A lot like it is now. One with a 9-7 and seven record. That was with Kirk Cousins. Who actually ironically closed the game out on a Sunday night game. But cannot win Monday night games for whatever reason. So yeah. Over the last 10 years. 62-95-1. How he has stayed on this long it doesn't baffle anybody nobody's confused why he's been here this long because he is a yes man to dan to dan snyder plain and simple he is daniel snyder's best friend they go they vacation together they do everything together and they always tell you don't don't go into business with friends or family because that's how you get burnt but what happens when the people you go into business with become your friends and almost become like family what happens then? And this is a perfect point of when that happens. He came in on a business decision. And then he became friends with Dan Snyder. To the to the point where Bruce Allen could do no wrong. And that's why we have been a mediocre franchise for the last 10 years. Now going back to what I said earlier about it's looking like Daniel Snyder is taking more of the business approach. Looking at this as, as a business, not just... Hey, this is my football team. I own a team. Because that's every, that's almost every person's, every man who loves sports, who loves football. That's their ultimate dream is to own a football team. His, it's the ultimate toy. It's the best toy anybody could ever have is owning a football team. He's living, he's living my dream. I know that for a fact. I can't really speak on anybody else, but I know for a fact he is living my dream. But with that being said, Yes, he's a great businessman in his other businesses because I'm sure he has his hands in a lot of the the stuff going on in his other businesses, as any good owner or CEO should. However, he owns tech businesses because that is his area of expertise. Here in football, that clearly is not his area of expertise. That's not what he is good at. That's not what he's known for. So he has always... He's always looked at this team like a toy and he's a fan first and he and we all we all do this. We're all guilty of it. We all think we can do a better job than whoever's in whatever position with any team. We all think we can throw better. We all think we can run better. 
I know 90% of me and my friends, we all thought we could be better running backs than Trent Richardson, which not really that hard to do. Dan Snyder was in a position that he could influence certain things. Of course, he's the owner. He, he writes the checks. Someone who's writing my check, if they tell me, hey, do it this way, I'm going to do it that way. I believe the breaking point was earlier this season when for three or four straight home games in a row, there were more of the visiting teams, jerseys, and fans there than there were of our own. And I talked about this on my other episode too, about the dysfunction in the Bruce Allen did a press conference and one of the reporters asked that question. How do you explain that there's so many more Bears fans, Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, Patriots fans here at these games than there are Redskins fans? And Bruce Allen's response, it it irked me a lot. The response was something along the lines of, well, our fans made good money off selling those secondhand tickets. That should not be your answer. Your answer should not be, well, our fans are making money off of selling their tickets that they already bought. So, you know, it's all good. No, you should be wanting your fans in those seats, not somebody else's fans, your own fans. And I think now Dan Snyder is finally starting to realize that. He's starting to realize how much money he's losing out on with the stands being packed with with opposing teams. This year alone, Dallas had a lot of players there, or had a lot of fans there. Chicago had a lot of fans there. There were tons of Patriots fans. And then the one one of the games, it was against the Jets. There were barely any fans of either team there. And that's when I realized like, we, we, have an, we as an organization have hit rock bottom. I was afraid that we were turning into the new Cleveland Browns. But in a crazy twist of events, the Cleveland Browns have reclaimed that, that title back earlier this week as well with firing Freddie Kitchens and getting rid of John Dorsey. It seems like Dan Snyder is bringing in football people to do the football things. And his job, his focus is going to be on making money. Because, yes, you will make money eight weeks out of the year, assuming you don't play in London or you don't play a home game in London. Now, where the teams that are really good that are making a lot more money are the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Packers. Teams that are in the playoffs that are hosting playoff games, that's more revenue to bring in. And that's what Dan, I think finally that's what Dan Snyder, at least I hope that's what he's thinking. I hope, I hope that that is his mindset now. I hope that it's finally clicked to him saying, hey, you know what? I'm not a football person. Let me bring in football guys to do the football things and let them make me money. If he were to just do that, and I think that's where he's headed, hiring Ron Rivera, giving him control of the personnel. I don't know if they're, they're going to give him the GM title as well. I don't think they will, but they're letting him be control of the personnel on the field, which is something that Jay Gruden never really had. Bringing in Jack Del Rio to run that defense. And Jack Del Rio's already said he's, he's changing the, the base game of the defense from 3-4 to a 4-3. I think it's going to be great for our players, great for our defensive line, great for, for Chase Young when we draft him second overall because that's that's a foregone conclusion. It's it's as etched in stone as it can be. Now that's that's for a whole nother topic. I think I'm gonna get into that with somebody else on another day. Um But yeah, Chase Young's gonna be second overall pick. Match him up with Ryan Anderson, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan. And I know that Ryan Kerrigan is on the back end of his career. But he's still a beast. He's still a force to be reckoned with. You and all those guys, the tutelage of Jack Del Rio. And Ron Rivera running the defense, it's it's gonna be 
It's going to be amazing. Our defense is finally, now that we have, we finally have a competent, competent defensive coordinator, which is one thing we've been missing this entire time. Jay Gruden was a, he was an okay head coach. I think the one year in 2015 when we went to the playoffs and had that great, had the, that decent offense. I think a lot of that was masked by Sean McVay and his creativity when he was the OC. Because once Sean McVay left, Gruden was was like a deer in headlights, didn't know what to do. I think Jay Gruden is, is better off being a coordinator. Some people are just made to be coordinators. Some people are made to be head coaches. Jay Gruden happens to be in the group that is just made to be a coordinator. He'd be a great coordinator anywhere. That's just his job. That That's what he's better off doing. He's not a leader of men. But I'm, I'm excited to see where this team is going. I know there's been a couple of names thrown out there for GM. There's been... Lewis Riddick, who's an analyst in the, at ESPN, which I don't know how I feel about that. I think Dan Snyder is trying to go the route that, that the Raiders took when they hired Mike Mayock, who was an analyst for the draft at NFL Network. They hired him as a GM, which Lewis Riddick has been a director of player personnel with the Redskins, in fact, uh, a while ago. I wouldn't be too upset by that hire. Um, I, think, I think we should go after John Dorsey. I don't know how well he would mesh with Ron Rivera. And getting that team together. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to go with somebody like Lewis Riddick. um, Who's not as hard-headed. Who's a little bit more Um, soft-spoken. Which at this point, as long as it's not Bruce Allen, I'm excited for. I see people on Twitter saying that it's a joke that they're looking at Lewis Riddick, who's a TV guy. Which, at the end of the day, he was in the player personnel field. Um, he, he, He might be able to do the job. Give him a chance. But again, as long as it's not Bruce Allen, I'm fine with it. Honestly, it's a change that I am all for. One other person that was fired, which not his firing is big in and of itself. But there's so many dominoes that can fall with it. Dan Snyder also let go of head head athletic trainer Larry Hess. That in conjunction with the Bruce Allen firing, the reason it is big is because one Alex Smith. There might have been some mishandling with his broken leg when he got hurt. But the bigger name, the bigger reason that this is such, that so many other things can happen because of this firing is Trent Williams. Now remember, Trent Williams didn't play at all this season. He was holding out, and at first we thought it was because of the contract, which it turned out it was because the training staff misdiagnosed him. I mean, there was a cyst in his head. That they said, you know, it is probably nothing. There's been reports that they told him to get it checked out, which he never did. But that is the reason he held out is because that cyst ended up being cancerous, I believe. So with him gone and Bruce Allen gone, this opens the door for Trent Williams to come back. Because those are the two people that were keeping Trent Williams from coming and playing this season, which we needed him greatly. Donald Penn did a great job and... Hats off to him for trying to fill that role because Trent Williams has big shoes to fill. And Eric Flowers actually played a lot better than a lot of people thought he was going to over there at left guard. So it wasn't all bad. But having Trent Williams there wouldn't have been a season saver. Obviously, we still wouldn't have gone to the playoffs. We wouldn't have done much else. It still would have been nice to have an all-pro left tackle to protect our rookie quarterback. Tons of people have already taken to Twitter to try to get Trent back. Dwayne Haskins has sending out a, a meme or a gif, saying, let me holla at you. So this, those two firings are big in and of itself, but it could lead to a lot more down the road. 
I'm really trying hard to manage my expectations to not get too hyped for what's what's what I see in in the horizon because we've played this game before especially being a Redskins fan for as long as I have I, I've seen this movie we get hyped we get let down we get hyped we get let down everything together that Daniel Snyder has done firing Bruce Allen firing the trainer letting somebody who wants control of the roster to come in and and give him a five-year deal now that's huge. Most coaches get like maybe three years, and that's why coach a lot of coaches get fired after a year, which I never, which I never agree with. I never, I never think you should fire a coach after one year. That's like, I don't know, because not their guys. I just nothing I've ever agreed with. But the fact that Ron Rivera has signed a five-year deal tells me that he's probably gonna get at least three years out of this. If we if we have three horrendous seasons under him, then. Yeah, he'll probably get fired. But if we have one bad season next year, we finish, you know, around 6-10, and 5-11, and 11, he'll get more time. Dan Snyder will give him more time, especially if we, we have a competent GM as well. Like I said, I'm trying to keep my expectations low, but I can't help but be hyped for next season and for two years, three, five years down the road and see where this goes. Because we didn't hire a coordinator who's never coached before, who's never been a head coach like we did with Jay Gruden. And there was a lot of hype with Jay Gruden because he was supposed to come in and fix RG3, get him right, ended up not liking him, and that was a total mess that entire season. And then the season after that, bringing in somebody who has been a head coach before, who knows the ropes, and if you talk to people who have played for him, who have worked for him on his staff, they have nothing but great things to say about him. He is what a lot of people call a player's coach. Players love playing for him. And he's really going to come in and change the culture in D.C. And I'm excited. I don't care what anybody says. It was a great hire. Everything that Dan Snyder is doing right now is adding up for success down the road. If he sticks with this... If he sticks with this pattern, great. If not, if he reverts back to his old ways of wanting all the power and putting yes men in certain positions... Then we're just going to go downhill again. But I'm excited, guys. Please let me know what you think. I, I'm done ranting. There's, Like I said, there's so much news to cover just in D.C. alone. But you also got stuff going on in Dallas. Jason Garrett still, as of January 1st, has not been fired, which I don't think he's going to be fired. After two days, if Jerry Jones really wanted to fire him, he would have fired him by now. But that's it. That's all I got for you today, guys. I know it was a long episode, and I'm sorry, but I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I know I just said I was trying not to get hyped, but I'm I'm fucking hyped. Our future looking bright. We got NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. Be great games. I'm I'm just excited for all of it. Let me know what you guys think. Any Redskins fans out there, or if you know Redskins fans, share this with them. Let them listen to it. Tell them to hit me up. I want to know what they think. Even if you're not a Redskins fan, what do you think of these changes? If you're a Cowboys fan, you know, I, I really don't care because I'm going to say just like you guys, if you ever ask me what I think about the Cowboys, they're trash. They're always going to be trash. I hope Jason Garrett stays forever and ever. I hope Jerry Jones gives him a lifetime contract to stay there for the rest of his life. But I know it's not going to happen. Eventually, Jason Garrett is going to be fired or let go. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think he's going to sign. I think Jerry Jones is going to give him a couple more years. If you have not listened to my other episodes, go give them, go check them out real quick. I got one on the NFL's officiating problem, which Alberto Riveron did it again. He screwed over the Seahawks. Please go subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Podbean. Go like my Instagram. 
Football Chillin' Podcast, Twitter, FNC Pod. Let me know what you think. Hit me up. And I forgot one thing right after I did the outro. Like I said, 2020, big things are coming. My boy Mo, my quarterback from this past season in the flag football league we played in, he was my quarterback. We're going to start getting on, getting him on, hopefully regularly. I'm hoping to bring him on as a co-host altogether. We're going to see where that goes, but definitely stay tuned. Like I said, 2020, big things coming. Please like, subscribe, share. I'm out.